You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like AIS. We're on it. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. My name is Kat Deal and I am flying solo today as my co-host is not here. However, I'm really lucky to be having you name it creatives LLC join me here in the Chamber Library, and I am joined by, well, normally I do the introduction, so I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves today. All right. Why don't you go first? I am Josie Gilchrist. I am the founder and painter. I'm John Gilchrist, the lead carpenter and co-owner of You Name It. I love the fact that your titles are also part of the trades and the work that you guys do. You're not just CEOs and founders, you're actual you actually are out there doing it. Yep. We're who you see on the job. So a lot of our listeners aren't going to be familiar with you name it creatives and you have a very unique business model as to what you offer and for services. Can you tell our audience a little bit about what you guys do? All right. So we're in the home improvement, home maintenance and home education trades. So what that is, is we go in and we offer services in carpentry, like finishing basements and attics, building decks, all the way down to handyman projects like hanging a door for you or fixing smaller single day projects in the home. But at the same time, we want to teach you the skills that you need and equip you to fix your own home as well. See, that's so unique because not everybody wants to teach other people how to do their job, right? Mm-hmm. You, 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 you know, not, it's not necessarily what everyone wants to do. But the one I want to talk about real quick is the home education uh, Josie was recently at our Connect North Central meeting, and she was talking about um, several things that are coming up, which we're going to talk about. But one of the things that was really impressive to me was that you're interested not only in helping fix things for people, but you're also interested in helping educate them. What was the thought behind the education part of that? All right. So we meet with a lot of different people. Over the course of a month, I'll meet with a dozen people. You know, everyone's house is completely different. And everyone has a different amount of knowledge about their home. One of the questions I get no matter who I'm meeting with, it's always the same thing. Why is it so hard to find people in the trades? Why is it so hard to find people to work on my house? Why can't I find someone to do these projects for me? Mm -hmm. And they almost unanimously say there's plenty of big contractors, but nobody wants to take the small work. Okay. And you've probably felt the same sentiment before as well, as have I. So the thing that I always tell people is... There's several reasons for this. And first of all, this might be a little bit of a nuisance to people when that, when I tell them this, but um, the thing is the handyman tradesman wasn't always around. Okay. So back in the, you know, before the mid eighties, homeowners would do their own work. They wouldn't necessarily hire a contractor to fix their roof. They wouldn't hire a contractor to replace a door. Mm-hmm. They would borrow their neighbor's ladder and they'd borrow their neighbor's hammer and nails, and they'd go fix it themselves. Mm -hmm. That was just the way people did things. And a lot of that has changed. I mean, the world has changed drastically from the 80s. I mean, you've got the advent of the internet. You've got travel being extremely accessible. You've got um, college education being not only more accessible, but also the standard. Now, that's, that's, that's expected that you go to college. But the problem with those things is that now people are spending, they're ironically spending more time at home, Mm -hmm. but they're spending less time on their home. And so these old, older homes, I mean, we live in New England, so yeah. a lot of our homes are older. And as time goes on, these homes are starting to fall into disrepair. And this is what we're seeing everywhere. I mean, we live in Lunenburg and we drive by and 
there's you know, five or six houses on Mass Ave that are sitting there falling into the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, I say there's nothing wrong with it. There's, there's no, there used to be nothing wrong with it. Right. <laughs> but, um, and, and going into, um, into West Groton as well, there's a couple of houses I can think of right off the bat that are just sitting there and they will continue to fade into non-existence. Yeah. And a lot of it is just people don't know how to do this stuff themselves. And sometimes it can be very intimidating for a homeowner who may not know anything about home maintenance because they were never taught anything about home maintenance to start on that process. Yeah, it's interesting because I grew up with two carpenters. My father and my brother were both carpenters. They had a business out of our home for it and were always constantly working on our house. So growing up, I was under the impression that that's what you did. And then I became a homeowner two decades ago, more than two decades ago, and my husband and I are learning a lot still, mm-hmm. um, but we have a 280-year-old house. Yeah. And so we are constantly in that state. I There's walls that still have horsehair plaster, and you get a little hole, and you're doing the whole wall, <laughs> right? But nobody understands what that's like anymore. So when you're talking about education, then, are you guys going on-site and talking to them about how they can also do the repairs? Are you teaching folks how to do the repairs? I'm just curious how that model is working. So we have a home improvement consultation service. And what that is, is we spend an hour walking, or John does rather, spends an hour walking inside and outside of the home, taking notes, because each home is very different, like John was saying. Um, Could be the age, it could be the amount of people going in and out, it could be what the materials are made out of. the general usage of the home is very different depending on the families that live there. But he goes inside the home. He spends an hour writing down a curated home maintenance list. It's almost like a manual to your home. And on that list, and it was kind of an idea that I had because I didn't grow up knowing carpentry. Thankfully, I have John to teach me a lot (laughs) of the things that he knows but I'm like, what would I want? If if John wasn't here, what would I need? And uh-huh. it was a manual, something to tell me what I needed to do in my home, when I needed to do it, how much it was going to cost, what would happen if I didn't do it. And John can give you a couple examples of things that he sees and how he would write that up on his list. Yeah, so we have three different categories that items fall into. And it basically, it, it comes down to um, levels of priority. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how important is this thing to take care of? So usually the higher priority items are on the exterior of the house. Like, okay, you have a giant hole where a squirrel <laughs> ate through your siding. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. And you really need to take care of it. And you need to take care of it between zero to six months. And then maybe there's, okay, so you fix the hole in your siding, but now, you know, the siding really needs to get painted and you've, you know, you're a couple of years overdue. Well, that's probably six months to two years. Okay, well, six months to two years. That's not too bad. So you, you get some time to save up, you know, work out a budget for, you know, actually getting this work done and, you know, find out some information, you know, as, as to how to do it the proper way and who to hire to get it done right. And then maybe something like, okay, your doorknob's a little sticky. Okay. That, you know... Whatever. Not on the you know, emergency okay. list. <laughs> that's a two-year to five-year. Yeah. That's in the two-year to five-year window. And it's like, okay, it's, you know, it would be nice, sure, if your doorknob didn't stick. But, you know, if it does, you know, whatever, it's not really going to. But it can be fixed and you don't have to replace your entire exactly. door. Door to do it, right. So, exactly. Yeah. What a blueprint of your home that you guys are giving folks. What mm-hmm. a great service to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because you mentioned that you don't have a carpentry background and mm-hmm. you're very lucky to have John there. 
Um, I've read your story online. I um, It's a really great story um, about how you met, mm-hmm. how you came up with the name for the business, and then the decision to do this. So I would love for the listeners to hear a little bit of your guys' background, a little bit of that story, if you don't mind sharing. Sure. Where to begin? (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe I'll I'll start with just my background because John and I, we grew up in completely different Mm -hmm. areas. I grew up in Oklahoma. John grew up here in Massachusetts. So my background is I grew up and I was hack schooled and that's learning through experiences, not really based off of a curriculum, sort of like homeschooling, only without a book that we (laughs) learn out of. Um, My parents were entrepreneurial, so they had five different businesses among the two of them, and they just kind of loaded four kids up and took them with them. And we grew up managing these businesses, working alongside them. And I tell people I could paint before I could ride a bike. Mm. I was the painter of my father's five rent houses, two duplexes, apartment buildings. Um, I was on site with him as he was doing the carpentry work. I was painting alongside him. So I grew up doing that. I do it very well, very efficiently, um, and very nice. And so when I moved here, after John and I met, I was four months pregnant, and I had a hard time being hired for the positions that I wanted to because they knew that in four months I would have to you know, take some time away to spend time with Hildy, our child, and... So I started walking up and down our driveway. I printed off these cards at the time that said, you name it, odd job specialist. And I was stacking firewood, painting homes, because I had the skill set to do that, mm-hmm. organizing, doing pretty much you name it. That's mm-hmm. what, that's where the name came from. Um, and I built up quite a following doing that. I was pretty um, active on social media and had a lot of loyalty from my clients. Um, At the time, John was working for another uh, construction company, and we really wanted some time to spend as a family. Um, And the way that we made that happen was he quit his job, worked alongside me, and together with his carpentry background, we formed, you name it, um, Creatives, which is a home improvement. Um, With my painting background and business skills and his carpentry, that's how that came about. And interestingly enough, so John, you're from Lunenburg, is that right? I am, yeah. You are. And Josie is from Oklahoma. And oddly enough, you didn't meet in either of these states. <laughs> is that right? Right. You yeah. met all the way out in? Alaska. Alaska. Not just Alaska, but the far west coast of Alaska that you have to take like four planes and a boat to get to. <laughs> so It's interesting that you guys chose to come back to Lunenburg. Mm-hmm. And start this here. And I know that for the homeowners in your area, I'm sure it was a great godsend to have something so close by and to do this. So you guys are now in Lunenburg. And Josie, you actually have taken on another role in Lunenburg with economic development and the business community. Yes. I know you just had an event recently. Can you talk a little bit about your decision to get involved in that? So with the business background, I knew that um, I didn't really want to pay for advertising. I had a talent of getting involved in the community and just getting to know people. And I knew how quickly word would spread that way. So just starting off and owning my business here in Lunenburg, I did get get a lot of connections, um, make a lot of connections locally. And I was kind of amazed at how many different community involvement uh, events were happening In north central Massachusetts, that's something that wasn't really happening in Oklahoma at all. 
where everybody was, you know, everybody had like 200 acres each. Yeah. And you had neighbors, but you had to drive like five minutes to get to them. Yeah, and drive five minutes and get out your binoculars. And, and yeah. go find your neighbors. <laughs> and you could live in the same spot for 10 years and just never see them. Whereas here, you can't help it. <laughs> you can't avoid it. Yeah, yeah, you can't avoid it. I was amazed at how quickly I made a clientele um, basis just walking up and down my street. Um, and I grew to really appreciate my neighbors and the community in general. And it, through one of the connections I made professionally, um, they invited me, the Economic Development Committee invited me to become a committee member. So I serve on that seat in the town of Lunenburg, as well as I'm now serving as the chair of the Master Plan Committee in Lunenburg and um, the clerk of the Lunenburg Business Association. So it's just, I love everybody I meet in Lunenburg uh, and the surrounding towns. And I, it's amazing who knows who and how quickly word spreads. And if you need anything done, I know somebody that can do it. And it's amazing to me how connected everybody is. It's funny because you're talking about making connections. I know that you guys work in partnership with some of the other businesses in the area. Can you talk a little bit about those partnerships and what that means for you and for those other businesses to be so collaborative? Yeah, so we had um, an experience just, I think, last Friday here at the Chamber, the um, networking group that takes place every month. One of the members, Rearchitect out of Air, they came and we were kind of talking back and forth about how we collaborate together. We know Ashley personally and we kind of talked to her about how our businesses, they're not in competition at all. They just work very well together. We'll be right back with Josie and John Gilchrist from You Name It Creatives. Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? To advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. And we're back with Josie and John from You Name It Creatives over in Lunenburg. Like, what point do you come in? Yeah. And what point do, do you do you like, I need to bring someone else in on this? It really varies greatly depending on the project. Um, you know, sometimes we'll all we'll do is be giving advice on mm -hmm. things. Um, you know, it really depends on the scope of the project. I mean, like in this tiny little recording booth, we have the entire company plus one. So, mm -hmm. um, we, you know, <laughs> we're the whole company. So, um, the big jobs, we kind of act as like a liaison between maybe like a general contractor mm -hmm. and we can call people out and I really don't mind doing that. You know, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm well, kind of, I'm definitely a perfectionist. And when I see other contractors trying to get away with things that they, even if it's not wrong, if it could be done better and everybody knows it, I don't mind, you know, ruffling some feathers here and there to put it very nicely. And, you know, when other companies contact us, I don't mind, um, you know, communicating with them and helping them work through bigger projects. And, you know, anything that we can do personally to help other companies as well is something that we really enjoy doing. I just feel like all homeowners should have someone like you guys in their back pocket for issues and for problems that come up. We just had witnessed so many experiences where homeowners were getting taken advantage of. And um, we had one situation where, um, 
a past client had approached us about an estimate that they got to move their bathtub and their sink over. And I think the estimate came out to be about $60,000 to do that. And they're thinking, Hmm, maybe it's okay where it is. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's okay where it is. Or if they have, I don't know who does, if they have that money to move a bathtub, then they're going to think, oh, okay, well, I guess, and just do it. Whereas we step in and we're like, no, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. And we kind of talk to them about the estimate and how to understand that and that there are other local companies out there to maybe get five different estimates and not necessarily pick the cheapest, but to go through and advocate for the homeowner and do our research on these companies to see if they're worth the price that they're giving. 60000 to move a bathtub isn't the best option there. There are other options. And to just give the homeowner that kind of peace of mind about how there's somebody on their team to get this project done to save them money and to make the project last for generations to come. And so that's why we collaborate with other local businesses is we get to know them first personally because their personal values will seep into their professional values and into the work that they provide for these clients that we share. And the main goal, again, is to preserve homes locally. And that's not always going to be the cheapest. No. And just because you get a $60,000 estimate to move a tub, that's, I mean, you don't always want to go that option either. You can do more um, with another company. That's amazing. Just to be able to know with peace of mind that a homeowner can reach out and say, can you just look at this? I just got this estimate. That's an amazing service to offer. And I know that you guys aren't just in Lunenburg. How far is your reach right now? Right now for carpentry, we try to keep it within a 10 mile radius for the services that we provide. But we are also open to Zoom communications. um, So virtual communications about going through estimates or advocating for you or if somebody just doesn't know how to translate the information they got from a home yeah. inspection or whatever. Um, John is really good about going through and just kind of explaining it where people can understand. Um, oftentimes if there's a professional in like IT and they, they just kind of unload a bunch of like they speak a different language. Absolutely. And that's where, I mean, every um, career path has their own lingo and it can get really confusing for homeowners to be given this you know, if they're looking to sell their home or buy a home and they get this inspection form from an inspector that comes in, they just, you know, give them the form and then leave. And the homeowner's like, well, what do I do with it? Uh, where do I go from here? Right. And that's where we can come in and make it simple. And in doing that, we give our clients the option of working with other companies to perform the services. Just because we step in and advocate for them or just because we step in and do the home improvement consultation, giving them that form um, and that manual for their home doesn't mean that they're signing a contract with us to do all of that work. We want them, yeah, we want them to have that freedom. And that's really the point is to just advocate for them, even if it means us taking a step back and saying that another company would be more efficient or... Yeah, we want the customer to get what they need. We, you know, we we kind of one of the basis of our the base values of our company is that we want people to get what's what's the proper result for them. Mm-hmm. We we don't want to um, come in and kind of like bully our way in and make people feel like, well, you have to hire us now. You know, we right. you know we gave you this home improvement you know consultation, and there's like you know maybe there's thirty thousand dollars worth of work on there. You have to give it to us. Well, no, you don't. You know, we want to empower the um, the customer to be able to make their own decisions. And that comes back to the education part of it, of being able to decipher what we've given you and then to be able to make your own decision based off 
your own information that you're able to compile on your own. Yeah, uh, that's that's amazing service. And it's just not something I've heard of before. You know, growing up around carpenters and growing up in that world of construction, it just wasn't something that, you know, you you hear of a lot. And I think it's a great advocacy program that you're offering and the idea of education um, is a huge part of home, home ownership. And I think it it goes without saying that you learn every day when you own a home, you learn something new about your house. Um, so we're getting ready to go into winter and this is New England. And, you know, it's it's a rough season up here. It truly is. Mm-hmm. If there was, let's say, five things you could tell homeowners right now that you should look for and take care of before winter, what would those be? Clean your gutters. <laughs> I don't care if you have gutter guards. Take them off. They don't work. And then clean out your gutters. That's one, two, and three. Um, <laughs> four would be probably take care of any siding issues that you have. You know, mm. at this point, like as we get into the colder months, like, um, okay, so like it rains, stuff gets wet. When it snows, stuff doesn't get wet. Right. It's, snow is dry. So... It, you know, you want to make sure that, um, you know, you've got all your holes buttoned up. But I mean, like if you're thinking about painting your house at this point in the year, I mean, you know, probably not no. a great idea. Fix the holes if you have any, you know, get that weather stripping checked out around your all your windows and doors. You know, this is something that you can go to the hardware store, you know, buy out their entire stock of weather stripping and just put it all over your house. Put it everywhere. Yeah. Other than that, I would say if you know you're going to have ice dams because you've had them in the past. Mm-hmm. Because um, if you've had them in the past, you're going to have them this year as well. Uh, that's how that works. You could consider doing something like um, the uh, the heat coils that go along the edge of your roof line. Mm-hmm. You know, not really the the best solution, but pretty um, pretty reasonably priced uh, solution to that issue about ice dams. And then again, your gutters have to be clean in order for those to work. So. Apparently, gutters are an issue. I don't have gutters. Our house is so old, we don't have any. Oh, that's... So. Oh. Well, you're ha- okay. So let's go there. All right. So you've probably got a granite foundation. Okay. So now what happens is those. So you said eight. Two hundred eighty. Two hundred eighty. So, so yeah. that's seventeen sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's it's an old farmhouse. Old. Okay. Yeah. So I would absolutely put gutters on that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so all that water that lands on your house yeah. runs off. So where it would normally, you know, it would be spaced out and, and distributed over the, the footprint of your house. Now it's it's ending up right on the edge of your house and all that water is going in one spot and gutters really do help to move that out. And you clearly <laughs> seem to know what I'm talking about, but for anybody yes. that doesn't, <laughs> gutters are almost, that's almost a unanimous addition to when we, we give our home improvement consults is like, you need to add gutters. And when I say <laughs> you need to, I mean like you need to call somebody today yeah. and get, get some gutters installed. Yeah. I have something to add to that list too, as far as preparing for winter. Something on my mind when I think of winter coming is like everybody's going to spend a whole lot of time indoors. Yes. Um, So I think of those basements and attics and those areas that you want to add a little more square footage to so that um, you can spread out a little bit. In our little 700 square foot apartment, we we finally finished our what we call our downstairs room. It's not quite a basement, not quite whatever else, but it's just kind of the unload your car room where everything just goes and you shut the door to it. We finally finished that, put a desk in there, painted the walls, put new trim, finished some drywall patches. And it's a nice hangout yeah. spot. Like we added some really good usable <clears throat> square footage to where we can kind of spread out this winter. So if you are working from home, consider that. Um, if you have children running around, consider adding some more square footage to the home. It'll really 
um, make you a little more sane this winter, having some time to some room to spread out. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you both, John and Josie Gilcrest from You Name It Creatives, LLC. Thank you so much for joining us. What is the best way for folks out there who are listening to get in touch with you? So our website is youNameItMA.com. We also have an Instagram account too. You can find us on there and that is youNameItMA. We share a lot of useful um, kind of infographic things, very bite-sized informationals that you can um, take and go tackle your home with. Thank you both for joining us today. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. Well, thanks very much Thank for having you. us on. It was a real privilege. Thank you. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.